Welcome everybody to Slip Angle Show episode 36. I'm Austin Cabot and today I'm joined by Adam Jabay. Finally. Oh. Finally <laughs> it's we are been together a long time, again. man. I know. Hi, it's been it's been what? I guess the last show we did completely together was uh the holy sh video from uh from LA in the car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the early morning late night uh pick me up from the airport video. Yeah, it's been it's been quite a while. So uh, welcome back. Show, I mean, yeah, it, uh, I don't think I've actually recorded since we did the show with Matt. And we did uh, we did some like intro outro stuff. But uh, yeah, I think the Matt Ferris show was like the last one I actually was on. I think yeah. we, we just aired the Ibuck one. I was on that one. But yeah, so been, we're, we're kicking busy, it old man. school today. Yeah, you've been busy. Yeah, just a little bit. Been been traveling yeah. a little. Um, the <laughs> uh, it, it, Basically, you've been home for a couple days in the past what uh, two months? Pretty much, yeah. Um, I think I was home. I think I was home for two weeks in between trips. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess but it was the first trip, yeah, the first trip, I was gone for three weeks, and then home for two weeks, and then gone again for two weeks, and then uh, I'm home now for a little bit. But the yep. Sunday after Thanksgiving, I'm hopping back in the car and driving to Indy, uh, and then flying to Seattle from Indy. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> And then so, after uh, after you get back from that, which uh, that'll be that'll be a cool trip. You got you got some cool stuff coming up there. Um, yeah, yeah, we uh, we got some cool stuff working. Uh, you know, coming down the line for our listeners. So yeah, uh, it, pretty, and video pretty excited and, uh, about that. Yeah, video and podcast wise. So, yeah. So um, the uh, yeah after that we'll be at PRI together for a day, and yep. then. I think Brad uh, Adams. Yeah. Brad Adams is going to be there with us too. Yeah, maybe. everybody's favorite country bumpkin is going to be there. <laughs> be perfect. We're going to have to record some video and put it up so people can actually put a face to a name and an accent. Yeah, the when, when he talks, his mouth gets real crooked, you know, because the mouth because the <laughs> accent is so it's it's such a hillbilly accent, you know. And he's he wears a cowboy hat all the time, yeah. and cowboy boots. Um, so you know, it's it's a good look. <laughs> I'm surprised he uh, he drives a, a Honda, you know, at the track instead of like a Camaro or something. Yeah, I know he's got that IROC Z sit in the backyard, you know. But uh, <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna text me such an angry text when he hears this. <laughs> That's all right. It's um, it's to be expected. Yesterday, uh, well, I guess maybe we start from the from the back. Uh, yesterday, you kind of started a new job. Can you talk about that much? Yeah. So right now, I'm in the beginning stages of being a Porsche Experience uh, Center coach at the new Porsche Experience Center here in Atlanta. So yeah. I wasn't expecting cool. to drive yesterday. I was still very jet lagged, um, but yeah. we got to go out and you know we we kind of walked through a couple of things uh, how we'll work with the customers. Um, but then we actually got to go drive on track, which was awesome. Sorry, what's the, what's it's not, not track, track like? drive on course. Uh, yeah, what's, we, what's, we uh, emphasize what's the that it's there? not a track. There's no brake markers. There's no, you know, uh, turn in points or cones or anything. Apex cones. Um, we don't use any of that. It's kind of more like a winding country road for people. Okay. Um, but what's really cool is kind of the interior things that they have going on. So they have this thing that they call the kick plate. It's one of only two in the world so far. And then I think they're building a third at the Porsche Experience Center in L.A. Yeah. And what it is, it uses like really advanced algorithms to kind of time your, your speed. And you drive across this hydraulic plate and it kicks the car either to the left or the right as you're crossing it into a slick skid pad. 
So you have so to like weird. control the car. Yeah, it's really cool. And the faster you go, the harder it, it does. So like I was okay. fine up until about like 25, 26 miles an hour um, catching the car. And then like the last time I did it, I crossed it at like 31 miles an hour. And I just I was driving a, a new Carrera, um, a new Carrera S uh, yep. stick shift, though, which was great. So actually a real manual transmission one. Mm hmm. Um, and I just, I couldn't save it. It just happened too quick. And in my head, I actually corrected a little the wrong way first. Uh, oh, okay. cause I kind of anticipated it. Yeah. Like when you know the how car is going to come how loose, does it, work? it just, like, it how picks do... a direction left or right. And it throws you that way. But how does it actually kick the car without like, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious about the actual machinery of it. Yeah. It has like a, a hydraulic plate that I guess that you drive over. Um, okay. And once the front wheels cross, the back wheels get thrown left or right. Oh, so then, it like turns or something? Yeah. Oh, okay. So okay that makes it's some pretty, sense. Yeah, it's pretty neat. So I'm uh, I'm, pic I'm picturing something that like slams the car one way or the other from the back. Yeah. No. No. It just it just kind of you when the back wheels are over it, it kind of throws it left or right. That and then there's like sense. these yeah. little arms that'll like slide up. You can't hit them because they'll go down before you get there. But you know, if yeah. you really have control of the car, you can kind of slalom between them. Interesting. Um, yeah. So it wasn't too bad. And then there was a, you know, a, a vehicle dynamics kind of like skid pad with water yep. on it. Uh, and so went around and kind of drifted a brand new 911, which was awesome. Uh, yeah. Through that whole thing <laughs> in the wet. And then at what, the back, uh, they have a, a low friction handling course. So it's like a, a kind of a semi road course, like go kart track style, but it's okay. paved. It's pay or it's uh, polished cement with like an epoxy yeah. on it. Okay. So it's, uh, you know, yesterday it was raining, so it made things kind of interesting. Um, but, you know, it's a, a really fun place. There's an off-road course there, too. So we got to go really? and, and drive. Yeah, we got to ride in, in the Porsche Cayennes. Uh, How was that thing off-road? It was great, man. Like, I think at one point we climbed like a 74% grade and came down a 76% grade. Holy cow. Yeah, and it that's, was just, that's really steep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I'm gonna hate working there because now I'm gonna want like every vehicle that Porsche makes, and I just yeah. am not gonna be able to afford it. No, I don't think they probably pay so, you enough to buy anything. No, <laughs> but you know, anybody anybody that's listening, you know, you're more than welcome to come and sign up and you know enjoy the Porsche Experience Center in Atlanta. Uh, hopefully, yeah, the what, one in LA will be open later next year. And, and you're planning on uh, hopefully working between the two of them, right? Yeah, yeah, that's kind of the plan right now, but uh, we'll see where it goes. I mean, we're yeah, still, yeah. you know, I had my first day of training yesterday, um, and then I still have a, a couple more weeks of training, but unfortunately, uh, I'll be traveling a little bit during it, so things are going to get started a little bit slower for me than okay. than most other people. Their their schedule is pretty flexible, like kind of whenever you're available, you can work? or Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Cool, cool. So um, uh, obviously they want us to work uh, work more. So when I'm home, you know, I, I want to work as much as possible. But yeah, you know, with, what, with uh, things taking off with uh, with the podcast and with Tracktune.com, you know, our new website that that we launched, I uh, just been I'm going to be pretty busy. Yeah, I've been working a lot at night on the on the website. It's been it's been fun. I kind of dig it. Yeah, and it shows. Um, I mean, the articles the articles are great. You know, we've been getting a lot of great feedback. For any of our listeners that haven't checked it out yet, uh, go yeah, check, check out, out our new site tracktune.com i know uh you had kind of a grand vision to to be you know to do all kinds of automotive media like a magazine and kind of a youtube channel and a, kind of just a destination site to put it all together um 
But uh, yeah, it's it's already taken off pretty well with the articles and stuff. So yeah, I mean you're, we're you're, we're not even what, three weeks up. into it yet. We're like two and a half weeks into it, and yeah, you know, we've already gotten a, a lot of really good traffic. So if you guys could, yeah. if you if you see an article on there that you like, uh, share it uh, on Facebook or wherever. Uh, would really yeah. help us out a lot. We're trying to get that off the ground too. So Sh- shameless plug, but but it's our show, so we can do that. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, now, the Porsche Experience Center, what, uh, what's the actual like function of that place to kind of uh, experience Porsches or sell Porsches, or what's the goal? Yeah, I mean, it really, you know, for, for everybody, it just it has kind of a different purpose. So there's okay. some people that just want to come and experience uh, the different cars. Um, you know, some people may not own a Porsche. They just want to drive one. Other people, you know, might be trying to decide between carbon ceramic brakes and regular brakes for their next 911. So, yeah, you know, yeah. pretty much they have the the ability to do all of that. And everything's kind of tailored to each individual person. Okay. So uh, I'm a little hesitant to talk a lot about it because, you know, I'm obviously not new. authorized to be a, a spokesperson for the Porsche Experience Center. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I don't want to lose my, my potential job before it even starts. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, I'm I'm just curious for my own. So yeah, I mean, it was just like same. It was the same thing when I was on uh, on the Smoking Tire podcast this week on Monday. You know, there yeah. was a lot of Porsche talk, and like I just kind of had to sit there and be a little quiet because I didn't. Yeah, you don't want to blow anything. it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's pro- that's probably smart. Yeah. So. Um, now you, you've, you've been on a bunch of different tracks that, you know, besides the, the little course that they have there. Um, but you've been on uh, what, three or four different tracks that you had never been to in the past month or two. Yeah. I got to drive uh Laguna Seca and an NC yep. swapped NA Miata during Miata's at Mazda raceway, Laguna Seca. Uh, I just put that article up today on tracktune.com. Uh, and yeah, the video I, I should be up later this week. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Uh, I, I love I love the photography. They it's a it's a cool car, man. Yeah, I love how there's there's marker writing all over it, notes and everything. You can tell oh, it's, it's just great, a, man. It's just a total test mule. <laughs> it's great and it's super basic. That's what I love about it. You know, it's yeah. like a motor, steering wheel, shift knob, and a seat. Uh, yeah, and it's I mean it actually comes together as a really really nice package. Yeah. Now, if you guys the, you just get that dang freaking subframe approved, that'd be an awesome like STL or you know STU car. It could be. Yeah. It. Well, they they haven't uh, they haven't written us many letters or anything yet, but yeah, um, <laughs> that's that's kind of up to them too. But uh, the uh, I would love to get uh, cross members uh, the ability to mod cross members in STU. I think that could open up a lot more motor swaps for people. But right, I mean, and uh, in STL, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It, everybody's hesitant to change the rules, but then they got their own rule they want to change. And, yeah, but, you know. I mean, I think to to be able to grow certain series, you have to open up the rules a little bit because you have to have Sometimes, people that, yeah. you know, want to build something cool that they want to tinker on uh, and run, you know, they'd be fun at open track days and competitive yep. at open track days, but also still be a competitive wheel-to-wheel car. You know, yeah. like you take your, your STL car to an open track day, and I'm sure it's fun, but there's only select people that you can run around with, you know? Whereas yep. if you had something like that and you didn't have to run it with any ballast at an open track day, you know, it's actually, it'd be pretty quick. You know, the horsepower to weight ratio would actually be pretty low. Well, that's why we don't want to let people build overdog cars for STL. Well, then you just, you just ballast it down and add the weight yeah, that's and true. you're good. How much did that thing weigh? It was like low 2000s, right? Yeah. If not uh, like sub 2000, I mean, the, it, there was nothing to the car. What, uh, and what size is that motor? A two liter? Yeah, it's a two liter out of the okay. the 06 to 2014 um, Miata. 
But that one yeah, was out yeah. of like an 06 or 07, I think. In STL, that thing would be over 2,700 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> With so, the driver, obviously. Or you could just but. put a restrictor plate in it, right? Or is it all just based on displacement? It's all displacement to weight right now. But there, okay. there, there's some talk of going to restrictor plates uh, to try and keep everything even more even. Right. Uh, right now, STL is like a two-liter class, it seems. Those guys have been winning just about everything, but... Okay. Um, the even even though they've got lots of weight, you know, especially at Daytona and stuff. But yeah. although uh, at uh, the runoffs last year at Laguna Seca, which isn't all that much of a power track, it uh, um, a 1.6 Miata, I think, almost won it, and a 1.8 uh, GSR uh, did win it. So oh, nice. Yeah, that was Cliff Ira who almost won at Daytona this year too. Yeah. But then he he missed a shift, and Kevin Bohm got around him. So. Okay. On the la- like on the last lap, last turn. <laughs> so, yeah, like but, the the worst time possible for that to happen yeah. because you just can't recover from it. Um, speaking of Laguna, what uh, what's the corkscrew actually like? I've stood there, but I've never been in a car. You know, at speed, the first time I went over it, I almost missed it. Um, you know, pretty much had like two wheels on the curbing and two wheels off in the dirt, like straddling everything. Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, after that, you just kind of get into this like certain rhythm. And I mean, you'll be able to see in the video, I'll be like, oh, I think it's right there. And then you just kind of like drop into it and all of a sudden the track is there. So So, from watching in-car video, it looks like the world just kind of disappears. And then all of a sudden you're aiming downhill again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I started driving it just by feel like what felt right. And it has a certain like flow to it to where, you know, once you get that feeling and that kind of muscle memory, you you know, it just kind of puts you in the perfect spot. Okay. So, Um, I mean, we, you know, I, I only got to go out two sessions. Um, you know, bad. and didn't, and then after that, I got to ride on track with, uh, with a great driver, Andrew Kidd, um, from okay. track speed engineering. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, actually we'll have a feature on his car coming out soon too, called Rover. Uh, it's a yep. NASA PTE car and it's just, it's, it's so fast, but it's so simple and it's so ratty. Like I, I absolutely love it. Isn't that the 1.6 car? Uh, no, it's a, I think it's a one eight. Um, it was originally but one six car. At one point, I think he had like a one point nine or a two liter in it. Um, is that the car that you guys were talking about? He just won West Coast Nationals. No, that was Justin Ross. Oh, okay. I'm getting it mixed yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, but yeah, yeah PT, this car PTE like cars can be fast. Yeah, I think yeah. in qualifying he said that they were doing like one forty threes or one forty fours in that car around um, Laguna Seca. Yeah, that's STL pacer faster, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, Andrew can just freaking wheel, and it's right now he's messing around with some different setups. It just has uh, stock sway bars and then okay. just messing around with spring rates. What's the what's the hot setup on a uh, on a Miata? You put a big front sway bar and like a small rear, or I forget. Um, I, I've no- not really sure. I know big front bar. Um, yeah, not, not too sure, to be honest. Yeah, I haven't uh, read I know too it, much it about it. It changes constantly. Yeah, it's probably pretty driver dependent too, yeah. and track dependent. But yeah, uh, um, yeah, I, re- I remember ten, twelve years ago when I was helping uh, my buddy Dave work on a, he work on a Miata. He he had a turbocharged one point six, um, and it was all you know strictly meant to go to the racetrack. He only drove it to the racetrack and back. But um, I think he had a big. I think I want to say it was a you know, Mazda Speed or whatever bar, and and then nothing in the in the rear. So, but. Yeah, they. Uh, I, I've never been in a Miata on track except for the K Miata for one session. Okay. And, <laughs> Miatas are kind of like the thing that I just haven't played with. <laughs> but, um, well, you I need to, the, man. Yeah, I enjoyed the K Miata enough that someday when I have a little bit more free time, like if I crash my race car, maybe I'll build one. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I think lately I've decided that uh, I have no business owning a car anymore. And I don't really yeah. like I enjoy driving, but I don't want to be known so much as a driver as much as like I'm an uh, automotive media person anymore. Wait, I, you know, in all you're... honesty, I don't I don't think you can do both of them and do both of them well. Well, so... I definitely won't do the racing well. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, I, I think you'll get plenty of people driving, you know, handing you cars to drive. Oh, yeah. Um, and then most of the time when I'm at the track, I'm I'm in charge of something. So I don't get much time anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, if you're, if you're trying to do videos and stuff, that takes up a lot of time, man. So, yeah, you know, and I just, I don't know, I'm more like we've talked about before. And like some of the articles have alluded to where I'm more about the social side of it now than I was, you know, about the actual driving. I love driving, but for me, it just yeah. started getting so stressful. Like if I wasn't going faster, you know, one lap than I was the lap before or one session than I was the session before I wasn't having fun. So takes I just all started realizing I just I wasn't doing it. I wasn't driving for the right reasons. I was at the track for social reasons, but I wasn't yeah. actually driving in the car for the right reasons. So that makes some sense. Um, it for me, it's more like uh, my my day to day life is pretty stressful, and there's always a million things going on, and I always have too much to do. The it like the only time I can totally forget about it is is when I uh, can't think about anything else, and and that's. The only time that I can find some, you know, a thing to do that I'm so focused on is when I'm in my car. You know? Right. Um, it, it's like the only kind of escape that I get um, from all the worries and the bills and the, you know, the customers at work and then the the mortgages and you know all the million things that you do. Yeah. But see me, like yeah. I, I'm so competitive that you know when I was in the car, it was actually more stressful to be in the car and driving than it was to be at work. I can't relate to that at all. <laughs> yeah, the only place I have like no stress at all is when I'm in the, except for when the brakes go go flat at Mid Ohio in fifth gear. <laughs> but um, that's the only place I don't have any stress is when I'm in that dumb car. But um, the uh, the other tracks that you drove, uh, you drove what Nola? Yeah, I drove um, Nola at uh, Global Time Attack for Nola yeah, Speed and Style in the Sport Wagon. Yeah how how was uh, how was that event? It was good. You know, there were a decent amount of cars there. Uh, the track was actually a lot of fun. The straightaway is really long, though. And yeah. I just done the tune and the emissions delete on the car. And yep. uh, it kept, like, bouncing off the the EGT limiter. So going okay, down the front straight, it would just cut power. There's actually a limiter in the ECU that pulls power? Yeah, 16, 1650 for EGTs. Oh, really? Yeah, and it'll start okay. cutting power. Diesels, I mean, you know, diesels don't like a lot of heat. Yeah. Yep. So like my seven three, if it used to get over like twelve hundred, twelve hundred fifty, I started worrying. So yep, yeah, I've I've got a little EGT gauge on my Cummins swapped F three fifty, and yeah. the only the only time I mean that that motor runs really cool. Um, I don't have it tuned for power much, but uh, the only time it actually was consistently above like twelve hundred ever was when Brad Adams and I were pulling up a giant mountain pass uh, coming out of VIR right after we almost hit the bear. The bear? So, yeah, I was about to say the bear. Yeah, the bear incident. But it was it's like it was like a 20 minute uphill like slogging drive up a mountain. It was uh, it was fun, but like second gear, third gear, second gear, third gear, you know. Right. Um and not a lot of airflow, but yeah, that 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 motor runs super cool. It, it's more with it, you know, with two screwdriver turns of the on the rotary pump, I could probably make another 200 horsepower out of it but yeah yeah i don't really care about that it gets almost 30 <laughs> miles per gallon with a dually <laughs> yeah the egt egt gauge with integration into the tune that's a that's pretty smart that that uh 
computer pulls that. Yeah, and really, it's just the factory tune or in the factory EGT limiter. Um, yeah. Well, sorry, it's not the factory tune, but the factory EGT limiter is put in place for longevity by Malone um, out of Canada, yeah. who does my tune. Okay. And they just kind of kept it. I could get them to remove it if if I wanted, but um, not sure I want to. You know, it's not a big yeah, deal. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't do it. No, I mean that's my only car right now. Uh, planning on driving it across the country again, probably come February. Yeah. So. Yeah, don't burn it up, man. Yeah. But I am. I do think I'm going to have it out at AMP on December 13th. Oh, yeah? So. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, probably, probably run it in a Time Attack event and then instruct with it. And, you know. Okay. Should be should be fun. What event is uh, is it at? at uh, that's Atlanta Motorsports Park? Yep. Yeah. What uh, what event is that? Oh, uh, it's one of the iTrack events. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, yeah, that's like uh, five or ten minutes from uh, my buddy Mike Taylor. You know him, Mike Taylor. Uh, yeah. Uh, he, li- he he just bought a house right there with like a big old shop and everything in it. So. Okay. Yeah, I'm actually supposed uh, to meet up with him out at Sonoma if everything goes well on this next trip. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a, either like a chump or a lemons race out at Sonoma in December. I forget. Same, yeah, I same forget weekend as the 25 hours. So, and they're only like two hours apart from each other. So, oh, cool. going to hopefully drive down from Seattle and hit both of them for a little bit and then drive back to Seattle, which is only like what a 10 you... hour drive. <laughs> what are you going to be driving? I don't know. I'm going to rent something. Okay. Okay. So, or work your butt off to get a press car someday. I'm not too worried about getting a press car. Yeah. Yeah. So, Rental cars are so freaking cheap. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's like twenty twenty four dollars a day or something for something tiny, yeah. and it's just me, so I really don't care. Yep. Um, my my favorite rental car ever was a Kia Rio. Nice. And I I was late for the airport in Denver. I was I was at a, on a quick little family vacation. I only I could only go for a couple of days because because my you know my all intensive job. Um, I left my wife there with, with, it was with her extended family and I was late for the airport and coming that coming towards the Denver airport. It's kind of like, there's nothing out there. Um, I was coming down a mountain and I maintained 115 miles an hour in a Kia Rio for 20, 22 minutes. Nice. <laughs> it burned a lot of fuel. <laughs> yeah. The, nobody saw a Kia Rio coming. There was nobody out there. I was, I was so it's, late though. <laughs> it's beautiful out that way. Uh, oh, as man, some of our, I, I as some of our listeners know, this most recent trip, I was actually driving Matt Farah's million mile Lexus. Yep. And I put, uh, like 4,000 miles on it in two weeks. So I drove it from LA to Vegas and then Vegas to Bonneville overnight, slept in the car at Bonneville, but caught an awesome sunrise. And yep. then drove from there to Colorado Springs and went up Pikes Peak. And then from there, uh, stopped by Flying Miata uh, and was able to talk to Keith Tanner, which I just put that yeah. show up this past Tuesday. Really, really good show. If you haven't yeah, listened, listened to, to it, go show. ahead and head over there and listen to it. I listened to it the other day, man. That That's one interesting dude. I loved that show. Yeah. Yeah. He's a very interesting guy. So He's, he's got quite a Canadian accent, too. Yeah. <laughs> I love the Canadian accents. Yeah. So, but the uh, the most beautiful stretch of interstate I've ever driven was there through Glenwood Canyon on I-70. It's so, that's a great section of road, man. Yeah. And I didn't even really know it was there, so I was just driving. And then, you know, you start going downhill, uh, you know, going westbound. And you're like, holy crap. This yeah. is amazing. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. So and, and then and I got to meet up. Pretty empty too. Yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah. I'd say it was fairly fairly empty. I mean, there were a decent amount of cars, but there's like a hidden rest stop uh, halfway yep. down uh, yeah. where you like you pull off and then you go under the road and you're out right by the river. And there's yeah. you know there's uh, like a railroad track and stuff that goes on the other side of the river. It's just gorgeous. 
Yeah, it's a pretty place. So, and then I, I also was able to go to Phoenix and uh, ride razors with our buddy Jamie Lugo. <laughs> I'm so jealous so, of that too. <laughs> that was that was absolutely amazing, man. Yeah. So the the, uh, the the Jamie seems to be having too much fun with that thing, and I I'm a little worried about it. <laughs> well, he just bought another Wait. one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, he bought a he bought a, a two seat turbo. And yeah, he it, let his wife Joanna nuts. drive it because he was like, "Dude, I don't want to drive it. Like, I'll end up like killing myself." Is like, it that much just, faster how, than his? Yeah, and it's. I mean, it's yeah. it's lighter with more power. Yeah, uh, it's yeah, it's it's pretty nasty. Oh man, that's so he says crazy. he doesn't like it as much though because the you know with a shorter wheelbase it's a little twitchier. Yeah, I believe that. So and the thing will probably do like eighty miles an hour on you know on gravel roads. Yep. So what's the what's the acceleration like on the turbo one? I mean, I don't know. I didn't really, I rode in it a little, but we weren't, you know, Joanna was driving it and we weren't really going flat out or anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, for the most part, because it's a CVT, you know, it just kind of has this real linear power band, uh, no matter yeah. which one that you're in. It's such so, a weird those uh, things, vehicle. Yeah. Jamie's actually starting a rental company. So anybody, any of our listeners that are going out to, uh, to Phoenix and want to ride some razors, hit us up. We'll get you in contact with Jamie. That's a good idea. Yeah. So, yeah, we uh we filmed a, a little promo video for him that I'll be putting together and, you know, quite a businessman that Jamie. So, it's <laughs> well, uh that. yeah. So, it was it was tons of fun, man. Like ever since he brought that to West Michigan Honda meet and yeah. I rode in it yeah. like I'm, I was like, man, I got to have one. And yeah. so going Everybody out, that going drove out to Phoenix and riding was pretty much the closest I'll get to owning one anytime yeah. Everybody soon. that rode in it said, this is the coolest thing you've ever been in. <laughs> yeah, imagine, and that was just a gingerman. Imagine out in the desert where you have like literally hundreds of miles of trails. Yeah. So out there, it's just nuts. Yeah. How how warm was it when you were there? Um, It was probably like high 60s, low 70s. Yeah, it's a nice time of year in Phoenix right now. Yeah. Man. Yeah, well, I mean, pretty much nine months out of the year is nice time of the year in Phoenix. Yeah, it's only bad when it's really, you know, dead summer. Yeah. But, uh, so, and then when I was in Phoenix, got to uh, hang out with Brian Gillespie as well. And then yep. got to meet Andy Hope, too, who used to write for Sport Compact Car. Yeah, he was the Honda Tuning editor, the Honda Tuning Magazine editor for like a year, I think. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know he, he has, he has a, a lot of editorial background um, with, yeah. you know, different different big name publications that are now really no longer exist, but don't blame it on him. Yeah. <laughs> really, really interesting guy though. Yeah. I believe it. He, he used to race NASA and I think he does time attack stuff now. Yeah. But. Yeah. I think he actually won like the first Honda challenge national championship. I yeah. Think. I think he was one of the first, one of the first national champions. Yep. Yeah. So really, really, he had, he had a guy, CRX though. with a B16 Just in it. A, that was kind of yeah. a wealth of knowledge. And then he was telling us a lot of the the shootouts for Sport Compact Car, where you know they'd bring a bunch of the same cars, just different mods. Uh, yeah. He was the one that would you know do the driving and the riding on a lot of those. Okay. So, and then yeah, the, well, the heyday of import stuff, man. Yeah. Uh, we also will have a show coming out soon um, with John Concioli from AEM Electronics or AEM Performance now. Um, yep. you know, that'll be coming out. We, Mikey and I got to sit down with him and Lawson, uh, who's their director of marketing for pretty much like an hour and, yep. you know, just kind of go through stuff and talk about the company and talk about what's coming out and made Lawson feel a little old because I told him I remembered the first AEM car that I really saw 
was the maroon RSX Type S that they had that had like nitrous on it, and anytime yeah, you went over yeah. like 80% throttle, it would spray nitrous. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, he was like, he was like, man, I drove the car for that article. Yeah, <laughs> so it was just really funny, and I was like, dude, I was like 12 at that time, and he was like, oh god, I feel so old. <laughs> <laughs> where where did you guys record at at AAM? Yeah, in in JC's office, man. What's that facility like? Do they do a lot of the uh the you know, do they do a lot of the production in-house or no? Um not really sure. Like it's not so much a production facility. Uh um, Oh, you were kind but, of like I mean the they do a lot of like their R&D stuff there. So, yeah. and then the next uh the next Monday I went my buddy Matt uh works there and went out yep. to lunch with him and two of the engineers and stuff. So that was kind of cool. Cool. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a company that's been kind of a staple in the. Uh, they started more in the import stuff, but they're kind of branching into everything nowadays. Yeah, I mean they're they're doing a lot with their new AEM Infinity. Um, you know, for yep. a yep. lot of their different uh, like V8 customers and stuff. So, uh, in yeah. fact, like uh, Cody Kishel, who won unlimited rear wheel drive at uh, Superlap Battle, was running an AEM Infinity. Mm-hmm. So that was in a C6 uh, Z06 Corvette. Yeah, okay. Cody did like a 141 something at Button Willow in a Corvette. Wow. That's yeah, really it was fast. Pretty, yeah, it was pretty cool. He, he really wasn't that far off of the like overall track record, I think, for Super wow. Lap Battle. And he's, the, he's from uh, Atlanta. Like, he towed out from Atlanta. Holy smokes, really? Yeah, yeah. People came from everywhere for that event then. Pretty much, man. My, my favorite, there was, um, what is it? The guy, Baby Ferrari Racing, uh, that little um, Fiat 500 Abarth that I shared the yeah. other day. Yeah, that white one. <laughs> yeah. So that thing was really, really cool. Yeah. So And he drove it out from, I think, either like Minnesota or Wisconsin or Michigan or something. My goodness. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's some, the, that's some the, dedication there, man. The Grid Life boys from uh, Wisconsin, a lot of them came out. I think yep. they had four cars go out there, right? Yeah, the guys from RS Motors, man, had a lot, yeah. a lot of cars out there. Uh, Matt DeRoos, yep. uh, I think Ronnie ran... Um, obviously Andy Smedegard ran and, uh, one more that's eluding me right now. Yeah. I can't, I can't remember. Uh, who, it was a Subaru, right? Or was that Matt? Um, no, Matt was in the BMW M3. Oh, the BMW. That's right. Yep. I get them mixed up. Yep. Uh, yeah. That, so. it, uh, it looked like a cool event. The, the pictures were, were awesome. And our, our buddy, Chris Sullivan, uh, he flew out there and did some photography and, yep. uh, he said that the town around Buttonwillow sucks a lot. <laughs> Yeah, there's really nothing there. There's yeah. like absolutely <laughs> nothing there. Although the Willow Willow Ranch like was the place to go for dinner, apparently. Okay, that's like we went there, and that's where everybody was at. So that's like Chris only, Stewart and I went show. with uh, with Tony Jackson and a couple guys. Okay, um, you know, and it was that's where everybody, literally everybody, was at. We left Mikey at the track because Mikey actually did a clutch swap in Ryan Novak's EG. Uh, oh, really? Night. Yeah. So. <laughs> So I took them back oh. some ribs and stuff, though. Oh, that's cool. What, yeah. uh, what What's that facility like? What's Button Willow, the actual track, like? Uh, imagine kind of like a Gingerman, but like in the desert. Like it has a real like kind of low-key feel to it, kind of like Gingerman yep. does. Kind um, of club but course. But like kinda. you can just like see everything. Like okay. literally you can see everything. The, so, uh, and looks for, like there's for, quite for a bit a while, of elevation, though. For a while, like I'd always see – there's not. I mean there's two man-made hills. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, they're like little berms that they kind of made, and then the track goes up it. So, there is some yeah. elevation, but it's all man-made. Uh, kind of like okay. MSR Houston is like. 
Yeah, it was really um, hard to tell from photography, and I've re- I can't remember the last yeah. time I watched some in-car video from there. For the most part, though, it's it's mostly flat. You know, it's if there is elevation, like it's a slight rise here and a slight drop there, except for the two the two kind of hill areas. Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, but yeah, I mean, the lighting was amazing. Like being out on the west coast near sunset when yeah. the sun was setting, it would just looked looked great. You take a lot of pictures out there. Yeah, uh, probably like. Four thousand or so. Wow. So yeah, tomorrow I'm going to be going through them and cool. uh, yeah, and picking out my favorites. I've shared some on the Tracktune Instagram a little bit. Yep. So which another plug uh, for any of our listeners? Follow us uh, on Instagram at Tracktuned and then also at Slip Angle Show. Slip Angle is more me taking pictures of crap <laughs> in my garage this time of year. <laughs> so yeah, Tracktune is just kind of like promoting um, all of the stuff that we're doing on Tracktune, and then yeah. all the photography oh, yeah. and and when we get videos, stuff like that. The the uh, I, f- I forgot to I, like I have never even talked to you about SEMA. Um, only like texting here and there. Um, some of the pictures from SEMA, I love the uh, the idea that you had with shooting cars with that only had numbers on them that had clearly been to the tracker yeah. we're going to i think that's i think um, that's going to be our our thing now so whenever we go to like an auto show or anything it's just going to be yeah. sema by the numbers which will be just like pretty much mostly cars that have numbers on them um mm-hmm. but you know maybe cars that have the potential to be tracked or if someone's released a new car that we think would be an awesome track car but yeah you know, yeah, we I really i think the, we we know our audience and our audience is essentially us so we're just kind <laughs> yeah. of creating things that we think are cool and hoping that other people like them as well yeah um what uh uh how many pictures do you take at sema you shoot thousands or hundreds uh, or? no not really probably like i don't know probably like 800 maybe if was, that, was there I mean, was there a big uh like track car race car kind of focus there or was it is that a really small percentage of that show? um as far as the cars that were in the booths they were around uh there were a lot of vendors that you know make track car parts and stuff like that but some of them had smaller booths that didn't really have yeah, cars in yeah. them uh, the biggest, you know, I published that article on Optima Alley. You know, that was probably yep. the largest group of those type of cars in one place. Yep. So, which a lot of people don't ever even make it out there. So, uh, you know, I always, every year that I've gone, I've kind of made it a point to go out there and just kind of walk and, and check everything out. So, and after yeah, this, but- probably this weekend, I've been so busy. I actually took like a GoPro video of me walking Optima Alley and stuff. So I'll probably okay. put that up. Uh, I did a little bit of like voiceover work too so so we'll probably post that up and uh you know at some point after this podcast is released yeah one of these uh one of these years i want to go to sema uh, ever <laughs> you, you if you listen to like the smoking tire and a couple other shows they complain about sema but i want to go for just a day or two because it it seems like well such i mean you you heard experience. the show that i was on they even they complain about having to go to like hawaii for a porsche launch like <laughs> you know it's like no. shut up guys yeah i think they i don't think they've swung hammers and been cold yeah. a lot lately i mean <laughs> so. yeah you should ask them if they want to trade jobs yeah exactly um yeah i I want to go just to see it because it sounds like it's getting huge uh i mean yeah. bigger and bigger every year sema does yeah uh, it was it was quite busy this year you know i went last year and the year before and the year before that um yep. but it was you know quite quite busy this year to be honest which is a good right. sign it's a really good sign yeah the industry is not uh not hurting like it was 10 years ago no so. So and we'll have a an episode that we got to record next week too with uh, Eric from you know Performance uh, Racing that runs Performance Racing Industry Expo. 
Yeah. So we're going to do a little pre-show, yep. do a little bit of pre-show with him that we'll release uh, a couple days before, you know, before um, PRI. I, I, I've put a note in my phone to alert me at like seven o'clock at night to sign up for PRI uh every day for the past week and i'm always busy when the note comes off so i still need to do that <laughs> come on man I, time's running out yeah i know i think i gotta do it by tomorrow so okay i'll do it tonight so and yeah when i'm out yep. in seattle we'll be doing some uh some hopefully doing some intro to go-karting videos so okay. working with one of the cart shops out there just kind of explaining karting a little bit um the whole purpose of going out there is to work with ross bentley as well so we should have some yeah. good content from ross coming up here soon as well so yeah uh, big Ho things happening yeah. man this is this is just the start i can't believe you know we were talking before we came on air that we right now i don't want to jinx it but we're rated third out of all automotive podcasts on itunes which just kind of blows my mind i don't know how that, yeah, hell know. that happened <laughs> behind click and clack and somebody else yeah yeah it's just uh, like what the heck is going on i think man? itunes is broken and it's a fluke and uh i don't know <laughs> yeah very strange maybe because our names start with a yeah they then, they uh, listed it yeah. in alphabetical order by the authors yeah yeah that's why that's probably it no but that doesn't make sense because we're still we're ahead of adam carolla right now that's true so <laughs> no. i don't know man. Oh, his, I have his no co-host going on his, his co-host starts with M. Yeah. So, yeah. But to, 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 our, to our author, or to our, yeah, not our authors, to our listeners, uh, yeah. thank you so much for putting us in this position. It's a, it's yeah. a scary position to be in, but uh, we wouldn't be here without you guys. So Yeah, uh, eventually keep, someday uh, uh, yeah. maybe, we'll do, uh, maybe we'll do this, uh, you know, this whole automotive journalism thing for a living. So. Yeah. yeah, and keep, uh, keep leaving us reviews and ratings on iTunes. That really helps out a lot. Uh, we, yep. if you guys, if everybody goes on and just does it just once, even if it's just like giving us a five-star rating, you don't have to write out a whole review. Uh, you I, know, who knows? We might be able to get to that number one spot eventually. Uh, yeah, that's NPR for two, you know, all the yeah. other, all the other shows that are on there, are like people that are already like involved in the automotive industry somehow. And then you yeah. have Adam and I just like two random, like track rat dudes, <laughs> that you know are just like hey guys what's going on like if you put all of us in a room we would be the most awkward people there yeah we would just be looking around like we're we're our friends yeah we everybody everyone <laughs> be, would be like oh man what about like this this new hot rod or what about this new car and we'd just be like uh give me a crx man yeah yeah, everybody's talking about Ferrari something whatever Dino F five sixty twos or whatever and and I'm thinking about uh, how I'm going to bend a new header up for my yeah. 1.5 liter well, 1988. What I, what I think it is, too, is that, like, we – I guess we're a little more accessible than some of the other stuff. Maybe. We talk about cars that people can actually, you know, afford and things that people can actually do. Uh, yep. You know, yep. I'll, have a, I'll have an article coming out in the next couple, uh, couple days about um, kind of just stuff about the automotive journalism industry that I've kind of noticed over the past couple of months and years, so – yeah. Should be should be an interesting read. It's not meant to offend anybody, uh, just merely an observation that I've made. The uh, I, w I think I texted you the other or somebody about this the other day that I, I I listen to a lot of the you know the the bigger automotive shows and I have for a while, and like I I, rem I remember a couple of years ago when I got into CarCast uh, they they used to talk a lot about uh, Adam Carolla's vintage racing. Um, and, and now they're kind of busy talking about a lot of other stuff. Uh, and I kind of missed the, the racing portion of it. And yeah. so I, maybe there's just a, a bunch of people like me that want to talk about racing. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, I think, um, and, and our whole thing too, is we can actually show people that, you know, getting on track is actually a lot more accessible than they think. Yeah. 
It's and it's it's probably overall if you're really heavily into golf, like that's a really expensive hobby, and you could do track racing and track day stuff for pretty cheap even if yeah. you want to. It's, it's oh, speaking uh, of expensive know. hobbies, man, I went flying for the first time. Oh, uh, my buddy Tom it. Fuller, my buddy Tom Fuller took me up and like let me do the yep. takeoff and everything, and then grab the controls when we were up in the air, and uh, actually flew over Pikes Peak. So my first time in a you know a small aircraft flying up around and over Pikes Peak really wasn't that bad. It was, was that pretty, your pretty first awesome. time? Was that your first time going to Pikes Peak? Yep, that was my first time to Pikes Peak as well. Did and uh, did you get donuts? We did. Oh, the donuts were absolutely donuts, delicious. Absolutely <laughs> <They're> really delicious. <laughs> good. Yeah, I love so, those donuts. Yeah, I'll have a I'll have a video coming out soon too. Um, you know that we'll put up for for Track Tuned on our YouTube channel, Track Tuned TV. Again, yeah. YouTube slash Track Tuned TV. So weird. look at how professional that is, man. I've been hanging out with Matt Farah too much, way too much. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Matt's got a nice place actually. Got to his hang out with is, him uh, and got to right crash. Ocean. His, yeah, I got to crash at his house one night too because um, I had an early yeah. flight the next morning. So. Uh, thanks so much, Matt. I know he doesn't listen to anybody's stuff, but uh, Go you know, if he ever does, stuff, thanks, Matt. Uh, we yeah. appreciate all of your help. You've been a huge help with everything. So He was kind of the impetus behind us doing this dumb thing anyway. Yeah, we were like, should so. we do a podcast? I don't know. Should we? And then Matt yeah. was like, absolutely. Yeah. So, Which, you know, another plug for uh, Chris Hayes and, and Shout Engine. Uh, you know, we're hosted on Shout Engine. Um, get your own damn podcast. You yeah, can go, you can, you can go, you can get your own. Just go to shoutengine.com and log yeah. in and, you know, essentially start up. It's pretty easy, which I think Brian Man, Gillespie, Brian Gillespie was actually talking about starting one recently. So okay. we'll see, we'll see if, uh, if they get one for VTech Academy or for Houseport or I don't know how he's going to brand it, but he's uh, the most forward, looking forward Honda to that. Guy. Yeah. He's the most, he's like the most interesting Honda guy ever. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm, it, I'm hoping, I'm wishing them the best, man. I, I want something else to listen to. Yeah, I know. Uh, the uh we are really whoring the shit out of everything in this show we are dude that's 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 what this is man plugs 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 well we haven't we haven't talked in so long like there's just yeah, so much stuff to plug yeah uh the uh any other little projects that you're doing on uh on the jetta or any other uh any other car stuff going on with your with in your life right now um not so much right now man like i'm just busy going through all this content that we've created like this yeah, NC yeah. swapped NA, like I shot that maybe a month ago or five weeks ago, and it's yeah. just now getting out now. So, you know, when I was home the last two weeks um, before I left for this this most recent trip, it was just like getting the website up and running and, you know, getting the logo designed and all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, and then when I'm on the road, it's really hard to go through stuff. So our one of our listeners, Derek Yarbrough, actually stepped up and is kind of going to be walking into an intern role for us. So... Uh, we appreciate it, Derek. I'll be I'll be getting with you yeah. soon. Because um, yeah, it, it's become apparent that we definitely need a little bit more help if we're going to be putting out good content consistently. Yeah, we we can't do this uh, content thing. So when our, when I'm home, but... when I'm home, it's not so bad. But when I'm on the road, man, it's just like two weeks of hell. Because every, every I'll either night. I'll be driving, yeah, I'll be driving, yeah. uh, and then when I get you know to the hotel or to my stop that night, I'll usually hang out with whoever is there. And be yeah. social, you know. I don't want to like show up to someone's house that's letting me stay there, and then just like go close myself in a room and do stuff. So it's a lot of yeah. like waking up early or staying up late to get stuff done. And you know, it's fine. I'm not complaining, uh, but you know, having a little bit of extra help will be nice. Yeah, every, like every night you're driving, 
uh, for the past month. Uh, I'm writing articles. Like we're just constantly working on this crap. My wife is wondering what the heck I'm doing <laughs> on the computer constantly. Another shameless uh, plug did... too. If uh, you know, if any of you want to contribute to the site, go ahead and shoot us an email. Yeah. Austin, Austin at tracktune.com. Yeah, we'd love more article submissions and stuff. We had a really good one by uh, by Manuel the other day. That yeah. was awesome. Yeah. Um, oh, how I've, quickly uh, it goes south, man! It's uh, it's about his first big racing incident in his fully caged FRS race car. Yeah. And, what class uh, did he? What class did he run that in? That was a PTD car, so NASA Performance Touring D. Yeah, I thought it was D. I couldn't remember if it was E or yeah. D. Yeah. But, so. Um, I think he's going to be working race control at Road Atlanta when I go down there in a few weeks. Okay, so. cool. Yeah, he actually he lives like maybe ten minutes from where my parents do down in Florida. So when I'm down there okay. around the holidays, I think I'm gonna gonna hook up with him. We might do some video stuff. Who knows? Cool. So yeah, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to meeting him. So yeah, I had, a, I had you know, a good conversation with him the other night. You know, when uh, when we first like started talking to Matt Fair, he's like, "Man, I don't think people realize how much work this is." And the other night when I was there, I was like, "Dude." You're right. People do not realize how much work this is. Like it's <laughs> it's a lot of work. Yeah. yeah so, but I but I absolutely love it. Like you know, we haven't made a single penny yet. Really, uh, everything that we've made or that you know we've gotten donated uh, has been put right back into everything. But it's, all it's the travel all, costs I mean, and everything, it's all just out of pocket, man. All the all the tech stuff that you and I have bought, and I mean recorders and boards and microphones, and then flying around the country, yeah, and then you driving around the country and flying around the country. This all adds up. So, well, I keep getting messages um, from people too, like, "Hey, man, how are you making money doing this?" Like, everybody wants to know how you make money, and I think don't. the answer is you do it and then you make money. So you mm. don't just like you know figure out how to make money and then go do it. Uh, what we're trying to do is just get out there and do it and then see if the money comes. If not, you know, at least we had a hell of a time. Yeah, my, it, I, in the last six months, my motivations for this whole uh, uh, automotive like uh, hobby thing have changed a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I used to, you know, go to racetracks because I like racing and stuff. And now, now I'm like, man, that would be great content if we do this <laughs> or yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, it, I'm looking forward to uh, to running Road Atlanta and then talking with you about it afterwards because uh, you've got a lot of time there. I've never been there. Oh, dude, it's um, great. It. Uh, I'm a little intimidated by it. I've been watching a lot of in-car video and stuff. But, Just drive flat uh, out, man. Flat <laughs> out. Yeah, that's the way to do it, right? Uh, um, yeah, we'll see. It'll be fun. It'll be a fun couple weeks. But, um, yeah, if uh, if if our listeners uh, want to contribute to the site, uh, should they just email you? Uh, I mean, contribute articles or article yeah. ideas. Should they email uh, you and I, or what, what would yeah. be the best way to do that? Yeah, you can just email me at austin at tracktune dot com, and I'll read over stuff. If I'm busy, I'll forward it to Adam. Uh, we need to get yeah. Adam a tracktuned email. He refuses because he's got his grid life email, slip angle email. Uh, he doesn't want a tracktune email. <laughs> I'm like, dude, we gotta we gotta get that tracktune email, man. Come yeah. on. I think most of the most of the uh, uh, interactions I have with people are via Facebook, though. Everybody seems to still like Facebook Messenger. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Email uh, email me uh, Adam at uh, Slip Angle Show or Adam at GridLife.co. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it, it'll be an interesting winter time. It, it, I, I'm doing more car stuff every day than I usually do yeah. most winters. And I'll be um, I'll be up uh, there too at some point for a week or two. And I think what we're gonna go ice racing. Yeah, we're going to put my I've got a welded differential for the Lemons car and uh we're going to put that in there and if if we can find the time I'd love to build some studded tires. Um, yeah. Uh, it, it, it that's a huge time commitment. Yeah. <laughs> like a two night it's a two or three night time commitment like I mean, it like would make it really fun. Guys. We only need two. We just need them on the front. 
We should <laughs> actually we should take the rear wheels off and just put skis back there. The one of one of my first uh, and most memorable automotive experiences was uh, on my old Civic hatchback. This is before I did any track days or anything. Uh, or my old Civic four door daily in college. We uh, we found some. We were in a parking lot hanging out. You know, that was back when we just did car meets and stuff. You know. Uh, and we were in a parking lot hanging out, and there were a bunch of trays, like serving trays, you know. Yeah. And we would, <laughs> we 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 pulled them out of the dumpster in the parking lot there, and we locked them tray, underneath. Tray drifting. Yep. Oh yeah, man, it's the dude. greatest thing. <laughs> nice. <laughs> locked them. Locked the e brake with the rear wheels on the trays, and what a what a great time. Oh, <laughs> that's I bet. more. So I'm I'm totally down to try that too. <laughs> okay. The uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to ice racing though. Yeah, There's and then we got some some on. other video stuff that we're working on too. So. Uh, yep. I tried to talk Matt Farah into coming up for the for it, so we'll see if he's busy. I don't know. He tries to. Yeah. I think he tries to stay where it's warm during the winter, and then I, maybe I, maybe I Danny George him. too. Oh yeah, because that's another thing. I I got a video of Danny George driving the million mile Lexus at Superlap Battle. You, so, you guys set a track record for your class, right? Yeah, actually, we didn't really even time it. Oh, dang. so but yeah, <laughs> technically, like it is an unofficial track record for the nine hundred thousand mile plus class. Yeah, there you go. So if you have a 900,000 mile plus car and you think you can beat it, uh, we're keeping yeah. unofficial track records. So go yeah. ahead, bring it, bring it. How, how, uh, tell the listeners how that thing actually was. Was that a pretty great car? Oh or? dude, it was great. It was did absolutely it, did amazing. It, did it feel like it had 900,000 miles? No, all, it felt or? like it had like 150,000 miles on it, maybe 200,000 <laughs> max. So I guess you can only wear out a Lexus so much anyway. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, it was, it was really impressive. Apparently all the leather and stuff is all original and it's not really that torn up. The steering wheel is kind of worn and the leather on the shifter is like all worn off the top to where it's plastic underneath. But, you know, other than that, I mean, it'd been repainted. You could tell it'd been repainted um, prior to Matt buying it. Yeah. Um, But, you know, he just had all the suspension redone. Lexus donated stuff uh, and then got the trans rebuilt. So, you know, it was, it was good to go, man. I slept in it uh, three different on three different occasions, and it was super comfy. Uh, you know, it's it was a great car. I can't think aside from the fuel economy, I was only getting like twenty four, twenty five, which is decent. Yeah. But when you drive a TDI, that's shitty. Yeah, um, yeah that's pretty so, bad. Yeah, but so, it is a big. It's a big old V eight. Yeah, you know, I mean it was car. super comfortable. I I can't believe those things can run that well that long. Yeah. Uh, did you check the oil and stuff? How much? Did, uh, yeah, I checked the oil every. I checked the oil every fuel stop. Um, it doesn't really burn any oil, but the rear main seal on those one UZ Toyotas is notorious for going bad. Yeah. Um, so it would like leak from the rear main seal a decent amount, and probably like okay. every three fill, uh, every three fuel stops, I'd have to fill up. Yep. Yeah, on, on his podcast, Matt was saying how uh, it leaks from the rear main seal, and then somebody said, "Didn't you just have the trans done?" And he said, "Yeah." <laughs> and and they didn't fix it <laughs> oops oops yeah when the trans is out that's the time to do the rear main seal but, but that thing had some some awesome cds in it let me uh let me look it up real quick i added it i pulled it out of the car and added it to my collection let's see <laughs> let me pull it up i i want to play you my favorite track off of it so it's okay. it's called black messiah um you know we we talked about it on the smoking tire podcast a little bit yeah, <laughs> um, you know there was the Mr. Deed soundtrack, but there's also the Black Messiah by D'Angelo and the Vanguard, which strangely it's actually on um, on Spotify. But here, this is my my favorite track. This is called Sugar Daddy. Okay, I don't know if we can. I don't know if we can hear it. 
Let me forward it a little bit. Can you hear it at all? I can hear it a little bit, yeah. So this is like... What I was like cruising around to, man. <laughs> it was great, man. I could just picture you driving through the Bonneville Salt Flats at 3 a.m. listening to this. <laughs> oh, dude, it was wonderful. Yeah. So well, let's we'll fade that out a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was great, man. Like I had probably one of the most surreal moments I have ever had at the Salt Flats because nobody was around. There was there was not yeah. an event this week or that week that I was there. Um, you know, there was nothing. So I was there out on the salt without too, right? anybody around. Yeah. And it was flooded. Um, got some amazing, amazing pictures. We'll be sharing that on tracktune.com uh, in the next yeah. couple of weeks, but pretty much like, uh, the only other like time I've had a feeling like that is when I'm at deals gap and I get it every time I'm at deals gap at like three or four in the morning, sitting at the overlook by myself. Yeah. Um, you know, just kind of knowing that nobody is around and you're out there enjoying automotive excellence of some sort. And yeah. it's just you and the car and the area. And it's just, it was really, really insane. So yeah, Bonneville's it, where, I mean, if Bonneville didn't exist, hot rodding and, you know, racing in general might yeah. be completely different today. You know, I, that's kind of where American hot rodding was born. So. Yeah. You know, I did a little, uh, a little video. Um, and apparently in 1914, some dude went out there. And did like 141 miles an hour in 1914. Oh my gosh! Yeah, how how but, insane is that? At least at least they had Hans devices back then. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. which was essentially like a German dude named Hans, like sitting there holding <laughs> your neck. It, it it was the it was the device that he built. Uh, you know the uh, you know the piece of wood or whatever. Yeah, Hans device made, made out of wood and yeah, yeah and like yeah. horse horse hair, horse yeah. hair tethers. That was back when like cutting edge frame technology was uh like two by six. Yeah. And and lag bolts with the steel pieces bolted to it. Yeah. yeah. Really, uh that I can't, it's hard to believe, hard to wrap your head around, you know, hundred and five year hundred and three years ago or two years ago that people were going that fast. Yeah. I mean That's, there's uh, there's a lot of cars that like struggle to go that fast out there today, like some of the the lower powered cars. Yeah. So if they're not streamlined and stuff, but you, you think about it, like no one really knew much about aerodynamics. The Wright nope. brothers had just taken flight, you know, a couple years before uh, yep. the Titanic had just sunk a couple years before, uh, you know, there was just, that was really cutting edge. Even now, like if yeah. you, if you built like a vehicle that was the, exactly the same uh, as they had, I don't know if you could do 141 miles an hour. It'd be hard, man. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if you'd want to. I don't know went. if anyone's crazy enough to go 141 miles an hour in a contraption yeah. like that these days. No roll protection, probably. You know, yeah. Probably no 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 harness because the conventional wisdom back then was you want to get thrown from the car. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You want to get thrown clear of the car because it's definitely going to burst into flames. It's definitely going to light on fire. <laughs> yeah. It reminds me a lot of the, uh, the Burt uh, Levy books. I don't know if you've read any of those. No, I haven't. So, yeah, like, um, I forget, like, the, the Open Road, The Last Open Road, I think, is the series. He's actually from, like, Oak Park or something, too. He's a really, really cool guy. Okay, but up it's about me. racing in, like, the 1950s. Yep. So, really, really good books. Uh, no shameless plug here, but I just was just thinking of that. Yeah, so, I'll have to read those. I've never heard of that. Yeah. So, they're pretty good. Actually, um, Keith Tanner knew about them a little bit because he had... Uh, a bumper sticker from like the fictional uh, gas station that the main character works at on his target car. 
And I was like, That's oh, cool. I know what that is. And he was like, oh, most people don't really know what that is. I was like, no, nah, but I do. What's uh, what's the author's name? Bert Levy? Yeah, L-E-V-Y. Okay, I'll have to look that up. Yeah. My, so, my Kindle needs a new book anyway. If I, yeah. if I ever find time to read it, I'll be there. So, but That's yeah, cool. so there's lots, a uh, lot of interesting stuff going on. Uh, hopefully we'll have a uh maybe two or three part series about my first trip coming up soon uh pretty much like the whole next couple weeks before i head to seattle are just going to be writing articles and you know either publishing them or or withholding them for a later date so yeah i've got uh i've got i've got another article coming out on uh, on header technology also soon okay um yeah, if, if most of our listeners haven't noticed if you've checked the website out uh we try and publish at least an article a day an article uh, so, or something. Yeah. yeah, something a day. So we've got uh, the podcast coming out every Tuesday and Friday, and uh, we'll kind of we I don't know quite what the format will be yet. I'm thinking maybe maybe Tuesdays will be a guest show, and then Fridays will be me and Adam kind of just like talking like this, or we yep. might have a special guest that you know talks with us, but. Unfortunately, yeah, Adam, actually, can't, Adam can't make it out on the road with me all the time. So no, I think I think we're going to actually talk autocross uh, next week. Okay, so. cool. Oh, yeah. is Mike Mike Cohn's coming down? Yeah, I think so. It's sweet. Uh, and, and I I, have, I might have another uh, another another guest coming over too. So okay, cool. Um, yeah, we'll have to see. Um, yeah, <laughs> everybody complains that we don't talk about autocross. <laughs> yeah, and here here's your autocross episode. Yeah. <laughs> so well, soon, soon we're going to talk about ice racing because yeah, we're going to go yeah. ice racing, and then I'm it, stopping it, by Dirtfish Rally School, so we might be talking about rally a little bit at some point. So yeah, really, I love any, to talk rally, man. Yeah, I think anything, the whole track tune thing can be applied, you know, by drivers for drivers, pretty much anything driving related that takes place on some sort of closed circuit. I think that's the yeah. easiest way to sum it up. Um, yeah. You know, because technically a closed circuit is a track of some sort. Yeah, we're not about that highway racing life, but no. but I've done that too, and it's it's bad. Don't do it. <laughs> but it's it is fun, but don't do it. <laughs> so we'll have some. I'll have an article coming out about my razor experience because those things were sweet, yeah. and being out in Phoenix, out in the desert, was amazing. Yeah, um, that. you know, it it makes it makes coming home kind of hard. The only reason I come home is because of Jessica, to be honest. Yeah. So yeah, if know, only she, she is the only reason remotely. I come back to Atlanta. Yeah, that'd be real nice. And then we could buy a sports mobile like I want to, and just live on the road. And she would hate exactly. me because she doesn't want to live on the road. <laughs> yeah, one one of these days I'm gonna buy that RV, and then we'll just uh, yeah, we, I can lend it to you. There you go, man. Yeah. Anyway, well, we'll uh, yeah, we're about an hour into this one, so we should probably shut the heck up. Okay. Yeah, and I got to get to the other side of Atlanta to meet some some buddies. So. Okay. Cool. All right, man. Um, I'll uh, I'll sign off. You want to plug everybody uh, or all the websites and stuff uh, real quick? Yeah, you can uh, visit us at tracktune.com for any of our articles and videos and different things. That's now the new home of the podcast as well. So if you go to tracktune.com backslash flip angle, it'll take you to all of the old episodes and show notes. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook. Uh, just search tracktuned, no space. And you can also find us on Facebook at slip angle, no space. Uh, and it's now called Slip Angle by Tracktune.com. Uh, you can yep. send me an email if you're interested in being a contributor, uh, Austin at Tracktune.com. Uh, you can get a hold of Adam at Adam at SlipAngleShow.com. He's still using his old Slip Angle Show address. Um, <laughs> get your own damn co- podcast on Shout Engine. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Chris Hayes, so much. They've got some some new changes coming up, too, which will be really interesting. So I can't wait to, to see those and see how we can take advantage of them. 
I want to thank Matt Farah for all the help that he's been. Um, and you can follow us on Instagram, uh, Track Tuned and Slip Angle Show. And then you can also follow me personally on Instagram, uh, at Austin Cabot. And same thing for, uh, for Twitter. So I think that's it. Anything else? Uh, no. Oh, and Grid Life. Grid Life. Grid Life just released oh, yeah. their new, uh, calendar for next season. Yeah. So. Uh, there's some supporting events, events but yeah, the, the main <laughs> events will be uh, the Grid Life Midwest event. What is that? Yeah. June 10th, 11th, and 12th at Gingerman Raceway? I, I believe so. I believe so go so, ahead and yeah. keep your schedules open then. And then the big event will be Grid Life South at Road Atlanta the weekend before Labor Day. So we'll have three yeah, days of August, fun at Road Atlanta. August, I think it's August 27, 28, 27, 28, 20, 20, 20, yeah. Yeah, sometime yeah. in there. So definitely check that out, and you can find more about Grid Life at www.grid.life. Yeah, very good, man. I'll, so uh, many we'll, plugs we'll today. To so many plugs. And if anybody has, uh, if anybody has ideas for, uh, for tech articles and stuff or, uh, or anything you want to me, me to potentially research and write about, I'd love some submissions on that. That's kind of more of my, you know, I'm, I'm not much of a photographer and stuff yet, so... <laughs> Um, that's yeah. kind of my baby. So. Yeah, and don't be afraid to to contact us about submitting stuff uh, to the website. Uh, yeah, we you know, love it's pretty, it. We need the help, guys. So. Yeah, I mean, pretty much, it's kind of a place for you guys to showcase your your different efforts and things like that. Yep. Um, you know, for us, it was kind of frustrating. At least for me, it was. I wanted to do stuff for certain you know websites and magazines, and I would contact them and never hear back. So you'll at least get an yeah. email back from us for sure. Um, but really it's, you know, if you have your own little like racing blog, really only your friends are the ones seeing it. So if you bring yeah, it, let's, yeah, we can, let's, we can publish for you and then, you know, you can be on track tuned. It helps us out, helps you out, get more exposure and yeah, it's exactly. just kind of a win-win for everybody. So, um, and we're looking for, uh, potentially some feature cars and stuff too. So if you've got an interesting weirdo car, uh, send us some pictures. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. It, uh, it, it doesn't, uh, doesn't hurt. So. All right, buddy. Well, I'm going to sign off here. I got to go back to work and paint some doors. Like, All right, like the ha- like the ham and egger I am. You mean you can't <laughs> so. just brush it off? Hey, oh, <laughs> you got to have one of those. In there. Oh my god, we couldn't get done with one show without some stupid yeah. fun. That bananimation one on the TST podcast made me spit coffee just a little bit. It was it was pretty good, man. Pretty <laughs> it was, good. It was, I tried. It was I tried so to terrible. slip them in. <laughs> We're on like a, yeah, a national it. national level, you know, podcast yeah. with like big name people, downloads. and I'm there still cracking freaking jokes. Yeah, I wouldn't call them jokes; they're something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. Yeah, Boom. yeah. Check John, out another smoke entire podcast. So another. We, we really appreciate we appreciate uh, Matt uh, dragging you onto that thing. That's that was awesome. So. And for those of you that uh, that made some donations for some old school track Midwest stickers, I haven't forgot about you. Uh, we'll be plugging you guys in uh, probably an episode next week. So cool, cool. All right, buddy. Well, have a good afternoon. We'll talk to you soon, man. All right, sounds good. I